Raring to go, Hicksy and Lottie. How are we, boys? Hey, good mate. How good are you mate. going? How are you? Oh, fantastic. Uh, we're going to blend the two episodes into one today. So, yeah. What else is news, boys, in the world of B Hicks and N Lot? Uh, a little bit. Uh, obviously, the pie is flying at the moment, yes. which is nice to see. Uh, Jordy Goey straight to Bali after the last week's game for four weeks. Uh, local footy is good for the Cats. We've had two wins the last two weeks. But other than that, mate, uh, not much really. Lottie? Um, blues are crumbling like normal. <laughs> One more year will do us a check, I reckon. Um, Strap broke week this week, and the Swan Hill Carnival is also on this week, so some good races coming up. Um, and the big news in the PGA becoming Lib's Little Bitches again. <laughs> yeah, huge news that. Absolutely love to hear it, boys. Without further ado, I might as well get into it. So we got Alcaraz versus Djokovic um, ramping up in the French Open. We got Ange Postacoglu, which a lot of the uh, people overseas are going, how do you even pronounce his name? It's like, gee whiz. Um, he's going to the Tottenham Hotspurs. He's finally got that big job. Jimmy Buckets and the Heat make it one on in the NBA Finals. And, man, we're mid partway through the season in the AFL with Nick Nat resting for the rest of the season like the rest of the Eagles who were in 18th. Dugowie's also taking a rest, but he, like Hicksie just said, the Pies are remaining at the top. Vegas Gold Knight take a 2-0 lead over the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup. Max Verstappen has continued his winning form by winning the Spanish Grand Prix to take his winning tally to 971 for this year. And the Origin sees the Maroons too good in Game 1. And like Lottie's just spoke about, the Liv have just shaken hands with the PGA. And there's plenty to talk about in the Champions League. And there's plenty to talk about in Test Cricket as well with the Test Championship. And the Ashes just round the corner. And yes, it is just round the corner. <laughs> Lottie, thanks for bringing that up. We are live right now. So um, we'll go to a break now and we'll get into it right after this. Yeah, take the hotel on there. <laughs> we are live, boys. So we might as well talk about it now. We were just talking about it off air. Uh, Live Golf merging with the PGA. Now, Lottie's just done a little bit of research about it at the time. I'm sitting here going, what does it mean? What does it mean for the shark, Greg Norman? What does it mean for the players like Cam Smith and all that? So do you want to give us a bit of a rundown over here, the uh, foreign correspondent, Nick Lott? Yeah, so from what it looks like online, they're not creating like a big another tour or anything. It's just more or less giving players the ability to float between the tours again. Because originally before Liv and everything, like if they wanted to go play on the European tour, if they wanted to come back on the PGA, they had full right. They could go and play whatever tour they wanted to. Um, but then when the whole Liv thing rose up, PGA put their foot down and like, nah, we're not taking their money. So it's blood money. Don't like, we're not ever associating with them. If you go play for them, you're not welcome back here. Get stuff pretty much. And now they have just done the biggest 180 of all time and look like the biggest, I don't know what it, like they just, they've shot themselves in their own foot. Like they've absolutely fucked their own, like they've fucked themselves over. They, they've been telling that all their players to not go for them. Like you're taking the money, don't do it. Stick with us. Like this is what golf is. And now they've just taken the money and run. So, so there's two elements, I reckon. There's the element of people like Cam Smith who got paid like $100 million, shunned for like a couple of months and now he can go back, do whatever he wants and it becomes normal. And then you got the element of the other golfers going, oh, I should have taken that payout yeah, earlier. Exactly right. And I wonder if they can join across and come play, live and get I think paid. They, well, from reading that, it's all access. Like they, they won't get the sign on because that, that's all the all the money they were getting from live was just the sign on bonus to come yeah. play. So they won't get the sign on bonus, but the live like just their normal events every week, not every week or whenever they have it, they're like to win it's like four million bucks. So 
Yeah, that's like every one of their competitions. So they've got access to that, but they missed out on their sign-in bonus. Yeah. I think I think Tiger Woods was going to move across, and it was like one point two billion dollars yeah, for him. It was so ridiculous. I think he even, missed out on yeah, yeah, all that money. I think even Phil was like oh, like over a hundred million. Yeah, easily. Oh, yeah. Absolute cracking weather outside as we are <laughs> yeah. recording this as well. Yeah, so- if you can hear it in the background, my apologies, but the big man upstairs, I can't really uh, do much about that. So um, we might as well get into the, the racing from the weekend that just happened while we've got the field marshal here. It's his name now. Um, I'll take it. How, how did you see the races from the weekend besides the owls from the quaddy that we had? Yeah, it wasn't like there wasn't really too big a race. Like we only had the one group one um, in Queensland, and that was won by Amakura with for Chris Lee's. And it was only like a last minute call up. Like uh, they were struggling. They were trying to get Bowman on it originally, um, but he, he couldn't make it back from um, Hong Kong in time. So they he ended up just calling up Ollie, and Ollie somehow didn't have a ride. And he tried. He convinced him and convinced him. And Ollie was against it. He, originally, the start he said, "Nah, I, I don't know," but. Chris just kept pounding him and pounding him about the ride. And he goes, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he took it. And, yeah, that, it, it wasn't like a pretty, like, it wasn't that good of a There was only, like, two or three winning hopes in it, I originally thought. And it wasn't like a pretty good thing from where it came. But it, it won by a pretty good margin. So that's probably the highlight. But other than that, there really wasn't too Like, there was one list of race in. A few favourites getting up here and there. Yeah. Um, Alabir, our best bit of the day, got up. Um, and that was that was a pretty good race between it and Desert Icon. Yeah, it was. Um, so I'll be following Desert Icon again. But other than that, not too many of the actual races. But there are some actual big racing news come out of the weekend too. From what Hicks he was just mentioning off air, the season to race in Singapore from the end of next year. Um, they've only got the one racetrack in Singapore. It's the main thing, and the government's repurposing the land. So. No more racing in Singapore anymore. So big condolences to them because they've had a couple of big trainers from New Zealand and everything just move over there in the last like year or two to put like put their base and everything there. Um, so they're just based out of there. Um, so it's a bit shit for them since they've just moved over there. So they're going to have to relocate again, or I don't know what they're going to do. Um, so not too good for Singapore racing. And the other big news to come out of the weekend is that Tiakau Racing is have a. They have a um, they're setting up a, their first Australian stable at Cranbourne coming up this year. So we're going to see more of those Kiwi Raiders come over soon. So they'll they'll, be, they'll have a more predominant hand, especially in the spring and everything. So they'll have more Kiwi fillies, more Kiwi horses over here. So watch out for them. Do you look at do you, when you listen to him speak? Do you reckon other people look at us when we talk about sports like in depth sometimes when he's talking about racing? Well, I think we the same as him. No, but like, like the way, no, but like the way Lottie, it's great. Oh yeah, it's fantastic, great insight. Like I'm, I like to think I know a little bit about racing. I know you probably think the same. Yeah. And then you like get to like the in depth of like what he's talking about, and you're like, how I do know you nothing. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like how do you know all these ins and outs of like this information? But then I could probably sit here and talk about NBA. Yeah, no, no and you just be like, mate, well, what are you talking yeah, about? I literally have no idea. If it's if it's if it's not golf or racing, I really don't know about it. <laughs> yeah, but that's why it's also good. You get all different perspectives on this podcast, and it's fantastic from you. Do we want to do the quaddy now while we're going, or yeah. do we want to save it? Great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, we haven't had too much of lately, so it's up to you boys. But I'd, I'd say we, we you got a best for the day. I do have a little best for the day. Um, it's so at it's at Randwick actually. Um, it's not like there's there's really not that many favorites. There's two like odds on favorites for the day. Um, there at Eagle Farm, that's Yellow Brick coming back again. He's he's back up to sixteen hundred meters, so he should be a good bet. I think he's at a dollar sixty five or something. So 
if you're inclined to play at that, I'd take it at that. Um, and there's a little un- – she's not undefeated anymore, but Passage Yarda, she's in race six at uh, Randwick, and she's a 1,000-metre specialist. She's got 50, 51 and a half kilos for doing for doing gibbets on the um in the saddle. So she's a dollar sixty five as well. So if you want to multi them up, that's a pretty safe bet. But my actual best bet of the day, it's a bit of value. It is race seven, number twelve at Ranwick Bazooka at fourteen dollars and three ninety. Take that each way all day. It's got like Democracy Manifest and Wild Planet and Brutality, like they're quality horses and everything, but. Bazooka's in there with 52 kilos. He's come down from 54 last start to 50 to 52. Goes up in distance to 1,600 metres. Um, he was pounded at a line last start over 1,500. So he drops weight, gets a better, like, gate six. He can, he's, he's normally a get-back horse. So if he gets in the front, first half of the field from barrier six at $14 and three ninety, I reckon that's an outrageous bet. And there's only 12 horses in the field, so you only need it to run top three still. Um Twelve horse race. This has got to run top three to get three ninety a place return. That's a pretty good bet for me. Um, Huge yeah, mail from you, mate. Yeah, that's probably the best bet of the day um, for just odds wise. But other than that, there's really not too good a race in at Sandown or Randwick. Um, but yeah, the, the main day. This is Brisbane's one day. Like this is the day of the year, Stradbroke Day. All the best horses are at Queensland this weekend. So there's a lot of good races there. Yeah, well, Ramwick, I reckon I've given a mortgage deposit to over the time. So we're happy to take your bets, mate. Uh, thanks for joining us again, and we'll cross to you live next week uh, when you're back again. <laughs> take it. All right, thanks, Field Marshall. Thanks, mate. Me and Hicksy will continue. Um, thanks to Bell Sebos as well, our big main sponsor. Boys love going there, and I'd love to go in there for a hot chocolate or a coffee today because it's terrible weather. It's going to be all week, so if you're around Shepherd and get in there for a coffee, get in there for a nice feed. They do functions as well. I know that they're doing functions over winter. It's $10 off per head for uh, any function for how many people that you have come in for the next three months. So get on board for that while you can. In other news as well, um, I reckon we get into a little bit of the NBA finals at the moment, Hixie. Just before we get into the NBA finals, speaking of basketball, you've uh, stepped up in the commentating game. You uh, had a basketball comp over the weekend that you solo commentated. Yeah, Do you I want to elaborate? I thought I was going to slide on that one. We had a take earlier, which it got cut out from. But I got the opportunity to go do the NBL 1, which is the league under the NBL. But, yeah, so there's a lot of NBL players that were playing. It was Keel or Thunder versus Geelong United. Um, I rocked up there, didn't know anyone, didn't know any of the players. And I thought, yeah, you know, how you going, guys? They're like, yep, no worries. Um if you need anything, just let us know. Like they, lucky I brought a laptop because I had to look up all the names, do all this stuff before it. And they're just like, "Yeah, you're going to be solo commentating today." I'm like, "Far oh, out." Had the, the women's and then the men's game, and it's one of these things. I think basketball is probably easier because there's less players in the court yeah. than like an AFL game if you didn't know anyone. So it was an unbelievable game, especially the men's game. It went to overtime. They had buzzer beaters. And it was just the crowd was rocking. Just, you were going off in the commentator. I booth. was going off, sounding like a bit of a nerd. <laughs> a couple of boys sent me through like they, how they do the cut up highlight packages, and there's me going, "And he puts it in," <laughs> and I'm sitting there That's going, "Jeez, I hate listening to my own voice." So I might plug it and send it to you boys later on, just for a bit of a laugh. But yeah, bit of an opportunity. Hopefully, some more come up soon. And before you know it, I'll be taking over Bruce McAvaney uh, on Seven Horse Racing and. Uh, who else on there? Who does? Who's the mate? Richo. Yeah, Richo's on there. Who who is your favourite commentator, by the way? Well, I've got you here. 
Oh, I said the last pod, James Brayshaw was mine. Yep. Um, I just love BT's calls, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you have that many bangers of him. Like, you just, like, I, I remember Bronny Messi, like, a month or two ago, he's like, please tell me you have that BT call somewhere. And it's just like, he's that many of them. Yeah, yeah. It's not that much a commentate, but yeah, just when he gets a good call out, it's just nothing like it. Yeah, 100%. It is good. So, nah. But yeah, that was an awesome experience. And I'll probably be at the NBA finals next year commentating. So, all things up for me. We can only hope. Hopefully, you join me soon, Hicksie, as well. Superbox. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. But like I said about the NBA finals, we'll just sort of brush through it. Everyone. Knows about it, but Miami took game two. We obviously missed game one as well, but um, Nikola Jokic, the big Serb, had 41 points and still couldn't get the job done for the boys. Jimmy Buckets has also – he's done a trademark under his name. I don't know if you've seen this. No. But uh, Himmy Butler, oh. he has trademarked, and Himmy Buckets and Jimmy Buckets, I believe, he's trademarked. So maybe right. I don't know what his plans are with it or he just doesn't want people to use it. But I thought that'd that's be interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Loves himself, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you'd think so. But yeah, the NBA draft's not too long away. Obviously, game three and four will be back at Miami Heat. So I thought Denver were going to absolutely wipe the floor with them, but you never know. It's um, to be honest, from an NBA fan, it's, it's a little bit more of a boring NBA finals. I don't know. Not why. too much hype around it, really. Nah, yeah, like might be a bit of a cop out, but your Celtics aren't in it. Um, your Lakers aren't in it. Yep. It might get more interesting the further it goes along. Like if it goes to the six and seven yeah. games, it might get a bit more interesting. But like you said, I think I thought Nuggets were going to sweep. Um, I thought they were just going to get it done because they obviously had the extended break um, and heat going to seven games with the Celtics. But, yeah, I think the longer it goes, the better it will be for viewing. Absolutely. We'll leave it at that. But who do you think is going to win the NBA Finals? Uh, the Nuggets. What are you taking them in? Uh, I'll say six. Yep. I've, I've got the exact same. So carbon copy there. Nuggets in six for me. And Lottie's agreeing as well. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yep. What else should we get through? Obviously, the French Open's on at the moment as well. Um, my man, Kokonakis, had him at $501 to win it. Jeez. It probably, probably uh, makes sense that he lost that next night. But obviously, Alcaraz is now the favourite, which I thought is interesting. I know he's the number one seed in the world, but Djokovic is out to about 360. I think, well, they're playing each other, so I think whoever wins that game will win yep. the tournament, to be honest. They're obviously the best two in the um, comp there, but um, I hopefully Carlos goes through yep. Alcaraz. Um, I like him and I hate Novak, so that's pretty much where I'm at with that game. I watched the um, Alcaraz versus sits down to piss oh, yeah. game earlier. It's and an ass. Alcaraz is just... He's actually like, this is a bit technical, but he's very like low centre of gravity. I don't know if he's got a big bunder or what it is, <laughs> but like he can just make his way around the court and he's like always got shots on and real good at ground strikes. So I hope he wins as well. I haven't, I haven't got to watch too much of him, but he's your man. Yes, we jumped on him early. Yeah, we did. And he's still about 11 years of age, so it's impressive to see. I don't really know much about the women's side, do you? Uh, well, Iga Swatek, our girl as well. Yep. She's number one in the world. Um, she's cruising through at the moment. Round one, she won 6-4, six, 6-love. Six, yep. Round two was the same score. Then round three was 6-love, six, 6-love. Six, and then she had to walk over in round four, 5-1, uh, because um, if you're down 5-1 to the number one seed, obviously you're going to fake an injury. And that's what her opponent did. But there's a bit of drama. We love our... Um, Drama here in uh, sports comedy, especially with yeah, Russia. We're big, we're big goss people, especially yeah. with Russia. Yeah, um, 
where are we? Sabalenka from Belarus. Yeah. She uh, played a girl from Ukraine and didn't shake hands with her. Well, Sabalenka was at the net waiting to shake hands and then her opponent didn't bother because of all the stuff with Russia and Yeah, Ukraine. Putin's involved in this. With Putin as well. And it happened in round one as well because she played someone from Ukraine. So there's a bit of political uh, drama over there and um, we love our drama here. But uh, the finals are over this weekend. So we'll see what happens there. I think um, Iga and... Alcaraz, obviously the favourites, and hopefully they both win because they're on our bandwagon. Oh, we're on their bandwagon, but um, yeah, it could be anyone's game. But I think yeah, whoever wins out of Novak and Carlos will probably take out the men's. Yeah, it's it's sort of like that hot step cousin the French Open, sort of like ah, oh, <laughs> sh- should I have a look or should I not? And uh, in the end, you have a look. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so bad, so good. <laughs> All right, let's quickly move on. <laughs> move on to uh, the cricket, I reckon, because there's a bit happening in the cricket. It is starting tonight, um, recording time of <laughs> Wednesday. Um, so 7.30 to start. I just put up a post today, just ramming up the socials a bit again. Mm-hmm. I've been a busy man, but how, how do we see it going? Obviously, Australia versus India. Where Where is the Oval? I, I don't watch cricket as it's much in as London. It is at London? Yeah. Um, yep. is, is that one of the the staples of where they play the five tests for yeah, the um, yeah. Ashes? Yeah, yeah. So it's like the main, obviously the main one. Is it one. so? It's bigger than Lords. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I think Lords is um, Lords is more like more pristine, pristine, and yeah, like um, heritage and stuff. But um, it'd be interesting because obviously no home ground advantage for either team. Yeah. Um, obviously Australia and India, but. India have only won nine out of 68 tests in England since, since 1930 or something like that. So You're giving us a lot of your stats here. That's massive mail. Um, and also, Steve Smith, you might have seen my post today, averages mm. 97.75 at the Oval. So maybe him man of the match or making 100. Well, and then you've also got to worry about loose bus change as well. Yep. Um, he's in good form. And they've all been playing county cricket over there, most of the team. So... Um, India's obviously come off their IPL, so they haven't had the practice over there that Australia have had. And if you look at the deck, nice and green, which will um, help the Aussies out there and hopefully there's not too much spin for uh, Ravi Ashwin to um, spin up a web. But could be over pretty early if Australia win the toss and bowl first on a green deck like that, um, especially with Scotty Boland um, taking a few scalps there. But the big news was um, David Warner as well. He's... Put an end on his career, or time, time for an end um, on his career. Next uh, test series in Australia, the so this Pakistan. Year, this year coming up, yeah, is so in this summer. This summer, so the Sydney test, I believe it is in January. He said that'll probably be his last one. But if he fails over in England, I don't, I don't know if they'll select him for the next couple of tests. Obviously, the Ashes after. This World Cup uh, World Test Championship, so he only averaged nine point five in five tests last Ashes, scored ninety five runs. So he's got a um, big series coming up for sure to put his foot forward to yeah finish out the season. It will be interesting with the Chennai Super Kings. They won by five wickets over the Gluck Gluck Titans um, in the IPL final. So it'd be interesting to see the formats and obviously Australia playing county cricket as well. I absolutely pissed that you didn't know, so I said gluck, gluck, Titans. Um, that's even better. <laughs> All right. Uh, so from the cricket, obviously the Ashes starts next week as well. Yeah, next Friday, that. I believe it is. So it comes around pretty quick. Um, obviously five 
five-day test for the World Test Championship. But, you know, if no one wins, if it's a draw, then they share the trophy. There's no, like, tiebreaker or anything. Yeah. Because there's only one game. It's, I think, is this, am I right in saying it's Australia's first final in the Test Championship? I'll go with it, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. got no idea. But surely I, you should make it a three-game series just so you eventually get a winner, but then where do you slot it in in between all the cricket that's happening? Yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird one. I don't reckon it has the same um, – it doesn't have the same bite to it that other sports have for their final sort nah, of series. No, nah, not at all. So it's like oh, like this happens and then the Ashes is on next week. We're going to be probably going like – Yeah, it's going to be bigger than it, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's Way what bigger. I'm saying. So it's yeah. like next week it's going to be like – It's like a warm-up It's going to be like, oh, yeah, we won against India, and then it's just like, oh, I hope we beat England this week. Yeah. But, whereas when you watch – um, I know even like the Super Bowl or yeah. AFL Grand Final, NRL Grand Final, wherever it is, like that's it. Mm. Like that's the champion. You celebrate it. It'd be like it'd be like State of Origin to NRL at the moment. Like State of Origin is huge. Yeah, but then like this Test World Championship is not as big as what's coming up next week. Whereas State of Origin probably bigger right now than normal NRL. Yep. No, good analogy. Um, I do like it. What about like the one day in the twenty twenty? Like I reckon I, I saw them more hyped up than. This, yeah, what like the world yeah, test final, like, like the one day were like the one day World Cup, like final. I reckon that was way better, like publicizing this. I barely even noticed probably because that was in Australia yeah. as well. I think, yeah, but like I didn't know this was even happening. Oh, that's and that's what I'm saying as well. I think cricket they need to sort out their scheduling for what's important, sort of like again, as well. How um, tennis has their four grand slams. Um, golf has their four grand slams as well for like what's important. If crickets could sort of um, maybe make like a new schedule or program, I don't know. I don't follow it as much mm. when it was just like this is your main event, this is your Augusta, yeah. this is your Wimbledon. Work around that. It is, work around that. And maybe this test championship is going to be that and that's what they're building towards. But at the moment it's sort of like, oh, yeah, it's another sort of test on hope you win. But if, if next week we were playing Pakistan instead of England, then this test championship would be bigger than yeah, correct. next week's. Correct. So games. maybe it's just the timing I think it's just it. the Ashes probably, yeah. Yeah. They've overshadowed it because you'd, you'd probably, oh, yeah, you'd rather win the Ashes than yeah. this test championship for sure. Little uh, quiz question around it. Maybe, have you got any quiz questions? No. Just checking. Good. Do you know why <laughs> it is called the Ashes? Yeah. They burnt like the bales. Yeah, it? they burnt the bales or something. I'm Mark's the news. No. <laughs> no, no, that is correct. I believe that is correct. I uh, couldn't tell you who did it, what year, but. Probably Don Bradman. Very good. Don Bradman, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, we spoke about the NBA, um, tennis as well, bit of the cricket at the moment. There is the Champions League final. Um, I believe I'm going to be carrying this segment pretty heavily, but um, it is between Manchester City and Inter Milan. Now, there, this Champions League final is the most one-sided final <laughs> in the history for me. And that is a massive call because Manchester City have never won the Champions League final mm-hmm. and they are going to win, and I'm trying to keep you involved in this, but they are going to win this by five goals. Wow. That is how confident that I am. They sure. are paying very short, not even that short of money, but you'll get a lot of value at that. I am that confident in doing so. And my reasons for that before... People stream down their car radios in wherever suburb that they're in, sitting there saying, bro, I swear, into Milan, they're going to be pretty good. But no, they're not because they versed AC Milan uh, in the semifinal. So it was a bit of a crosstown rivalry there and the calibre wasn't as good. They won, 
and uh, they got the man Lukaku, if you know who Lukaku is. Heard of him, yep. Who has been rumoured to be uh, hanging around with Megan the Stallion, if you know who that is. That's Jesus. I told you we're full Jesus. of drama around here at the moment. Gossip. But you got Lukaku, um, you got Jacko and uh, Martinez as well, who played for the in Argentina team. And then from there, it really drops off. You got Mikatarin as well. A lot of former Manchester United players. So if you know me, I hate Manchester United. <laughs> so there's another reason that they're going to be shit. But Manchester City not only have just won the FA Cup, the Premier League. They are about to win the Champions League. And they versed Real Madrid, who are known as the best Champions League team. They're the team, the best team since of this century. And they smacked them 4-0 in the last game, just gone. And they should have won by more. Harling had a hat-trick of non-goals that were just unbelievable saves. So he didn't even score. Let me check that up. But he's going to be firing. They are going to win this by five goals. 6.30 Eastern Standard Time on Sunday if you're getting up early or if you're going to bed late. <laughs> Just going to bed. Yeah, well, if, yeah, so throw a few pretty pennies at Manchester City. I'll sum it up like that. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Any Pre- questions? Pretty confident, aren't yeah. you? Any questions? No. But there's a more important game that's on tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. There is. Europa Conference League final. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of this one. Yeah, West Ham United. The boys. The boys. I don't know how how they're in this. How does it so, – sorry, this is um, off topic. Not really, but how do they be shit? in Premier League, and then win something like this? Is this against the shit teams of other leagues, or how does it all work? So it's basically, to summarise it, the top four teams from the top five leagues in Europe yep. will play in the Champions League, and then you add a few extras from sort of shitter leagues from there. So I think it makes up 32, which makes it uh, group stages and brackets sort of like the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Then your teams, say, in the Premier League that finish fifth and sixth, yep. they play in the Europa League, which is next. Yep. Same thing for the rest of the leagues around the world. And then they've just added this one in the conference one, and I think it's team seventh to eighth. Oh, there you go. So yep. the, the Europe teams are trying to – it's like when they try to make that Super League from ages ago. Like it's just similar, again, to what we're talking about with the cricket. It's getting oversaturated. They're trying to add extra things in. So – for example, like Leicester was in the Champions League not long ago and they've just been relegated from mm. the Premier League. So you can have a great year the year before, but then it's your team for next year that's going to play in that bracket. But, yeah, I hope, I hope that makes sense. No, that makes a heaps of sense because I was thinking, yeah, well, they must have been putting all their cards into this league than other than the Premier League. But uh, So they play Fiorentina. Yep. Uh, don't know where it is. Just Florence in somewhere. Italy. Florence in Italy. There you go. Been there. Flex. Jeez. Um, so... <laughs> Um, I reckon they'll get the job done five nil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. good man, boy. Uh, doesn't need to go into the insights; just gives it straight as it is. Um, I've got speak, another thing. Actually. Speaking of West Ham, before you oh, get into that, lovely. I don't know if you've watched it, and I've only just started watching it last night. But West Ham features on the new season of Ted Lasso. I did hear that. Yeah, and have you watched Ted Lasso? Before? Oh, I haven't. No, I haven't got around to it. But I reckon it'd I be should. right up your alley. Yeah, I'm fine. real sort of. Crap humour, so really your sort of thing. So what I listen to on essay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What everyone is soothing their ears to right now. But, yeah, I started watching it last night, or the third season, the f- final season, mm. and, yeah, West Ham features there you go. in it. It's good. With like your hot cousin. What's that? <laughs> With your hot cousin. <laughs> My hot cousin. <laughs> you want to look, but. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, while we're on soccer um, and talking about Liv and all the Saudi money there, there's a lot of Saudi money like over in their league, isn't there? Because they've just got 
Benzema? Segway Hicks just goes boing. boing. So they've got uh, Benzema across from Real Madrid. Yep. And uh, M10, Leo Messi, is looking to be going across there. And Ronaldo's already across Ronaldo's there. already across there. So maybe it's the chance that they're going to go. And a lot of them are a lot older players, but similar to um, IPL, yep. bit of IPL vibes, bit of a live golf vibes. Yeah, it's starting to take over as well. So the world of sports as we know it is changing. Just money, mate. So maybe we're going to have to set base in Saudi from now on. Money talks. That's it. Maybe we should get some Saudi sponsors like oil companies or something. Yeah, I'll, I'll make some calls this week. Beauty. <laughs> See what I can do. Be a translator. All right. We're flying through it today. There's no need to take a break. We spoke about Verstappen and spoke about Origin a little bit in terms of how that game sort of went. Um, the NRL is... I'm sorry for those that are out there. It's coasting along. Teams are winning the ones that they should win, whereas the AFL is a little bit different. But And I've spoken about the Champions League, so without further ado, let's get back in the time machine and go to the <laughs> AFL. So last week, we'll kick it off, and I'm glad you are here, Lottie, because Friday night football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Friday night football, Melbourne versus Carlton. Um Bronson put this up today, and Bronson's never had a good call about sports. So uh, for me to have a chuckle at this is quite true. I said to him, All right, Carlton's got Essendon this week. Carlton really have to win this game. And he goes, we've been hearing about that for Carlton for the last month. Every single week it's like they've got to win this week. Yep. They've got to win this week. And against Melbourne last week was no exception. Did you watch it? I watched about two minutes of it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Not even, I, I, had no, I had no effort at all. You it just give, didn't interest me. Have you given up? Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, it was against Melbourne. Like I, I literally – I watched the first two minutes of it and I was like, this is shit. And then I just sat there and just kept checking the scores and I was like, there's no point in me watching this. Yeah. It's just- it, it, it didn't even interest me. Like I just, I didn't even want to watch it. Yeah. Well, that's fair. How, how did you say it? Yeah, it's probably like, it's probably the least confident I've been for Carlton the last month. Like you said, they had to win. Obviously, who they played? Bulldogs, Sydney, um, Collingwood. They had the, a tough run. They had to have a tough run. They could have, should have won at least one, maybe two of them. But, uh, yeah, obviously, Melbourne getting the job done. A little bit closer than I expected uh, for Melbourne. I thought they were clicking into gear at the right time. Um, they probably will this week, actually, against Pies. But Harry Mackay finally led the goal-kicking in an AFL game oh, this year. Yep. Um, and Christian Petrarca just doing what he does best. He's moving up in the uh, MVP ranking, rankings at the moment. In, t- in terms of um, the seven-game stretch across the weekend, I'd honestly say it was probably the worst game, and it was built up to be the best um, yeah. in terms of excitement. And I'll get in—I'll get into it why um, every single game had momentum swings in it. And so you had Port Adelaide who were up by a lazy ninety-six points at one point in time. So that's a little bit of momentum, uh, if you would think so. They had one hundred and five points at half time. So they were on track for 210 points, absolutely Jeez. flying. I may or may not have had Port Adelaide to win by 100-plus and Butters most touches. So they're up by 89, uh, 89 at half time. Butters is leading the disposals. My cash out, what, did it, what was it? It was like 900 bucks. It was like $900. Let it, ride. Let it ride. Let it ride, boys. Let it ride. I had this, a bonus bird, didn't I had this <laughs> Nuffy in me, Corey and Liam in me. So there's me issue from the start. Let it ride. Let it ride. Let it ride. Let it ride to the cash hours at six cents. And uh, was, I think it was too late <laughs> by that stage. But I was like, no, nah, one more goal and I'll be happy. One more goal. And then, of course, uh, like I said, the momentum swung across to Hawthorne. Um, and I'll speak about the momentum 
with the other games as we go along. But you would have you would have played footy actually, so you wouldn't have seen it. No, I missed that game. I was a bit surprised. Yeah, um, flicking it over. Jeremy Finlayson had three goals too at ha- at quarter time. At quarter time, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and he hit the post twice. Because I was a bit surprised because I obviously clicked into the app and saw oh shit, Port Adelaide 150. I'm like, geez. Yeah. But to, for Hawthorne to get nearly 100 points as well, absolute shootout. But then again, Adelaide Oval was it? Is a six goal difference? Yeah. Each end. So. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, Luke Bruce kicks his 500, then kicks five goals three. So he had a day out. Um, and then we move on to the Pies game. Which again had momentum as well. Pies flew out of the blocks, and you go Collingwood by how much? And then West Coast had that little bit of a fight and came back to within. Your two record goals, would have I been think. a bit tight for oh, a little bit. That's the thing. Pies never really smash teams. Um, it's always pretty close. And then we were up by five goals, and you just thought they'd hover around that five goal, six goal, could push over forty points. But then, yeah, Eagles came back and flashbacks of last year when they um, got their first win against us, but. Uh, big last quarter, so um, well done to the Pies there. And Nick Dacos just doing Nick Dacos things. As a lot of your heads off. Thanks for joining, mate. Thanks, mate. I've seen a video of you fucking <laughs> commentating. Oh, no, I'm not sending that video through. <laughs> I'll find it. Uh, very good. But, yeah, Pies did what they had to do. They got the job done and they move on to the next week. Obviously did it very comfortably in the end. But... Yeah, which I was surprised about normally. Yeah, they'd hover around that 30 to 40 mark. But to get with over 10 goals is, yeah, what they had to do, I guess. On to the next one, which uh, was a really good game, actually, um, from what I saw. Uh, the Bulldogs uh, got the lead early, but then, yeah, the last half, Geelong just overran them in the end and um, a win that Geelong needed. Yeah, I'm glad you picked that to run with that game because another pet peeve of mine of the AFL having two games on at the same time. Um, especially like literally they were five minutes apart. So oh, yeah. Couldn't watch it. So I watched the Suns versus the Crows. And, again, another game of momentum shift. Adelaide were f- absolutely pumping and they were up by about 50 points. <laughs> no, sorry, 35 points. I've, I've exaggerated that a little bit, as I usually do. Nah, might as well. Um, but then after that, the Suns kicked nine in a row. Oh, yeah. And they were flying. They were up by 20 and Adelaide sort of pegged it back a bit. But Lakosha's kicked... Uh, second bag of five consecutively for weeks in a row and Matt Rowell and Anderson were dominating. So they're looking pretty good, the Suns. They are. Um, Stewie Dew will be thankful that um, they're cruising along nicely because there's obviously talk, always talk when the Suns are down that their coach is going to get the sack. But, um, yeah, Lukosius has been doing well ever since I dropped him from Supercoach, the dog. Yep. Um, but Jordan Dawson's putting together an unreal season. Yeah, he's captain he of Adelaide, even though they lost another 30 game. I think they're um, just they're just getting his uh, jacket size at the moment. I think they would be, surely. Yep. On to the marination station. Um, I didn't get to watch this because, obviously, like we said, I was commentating. Did you get to watch it? Probably the best two games on the Sunday. Yep. Um, obviously, we'll touch on your boys next. But, yeah, I watched um, this game in the background while I was doing a few things around the house. But, um, yeah, Richmond just sneaking away with a win here. Uh, Tim Taranto, obviously, having a stellar season there. He's not in the top 150 in the AFL, though, but... Uh, Jack Rewalt's really stood up since Lynch has um, gone out, kicked five goals three, and could, who knows, might get a little extension at the end of the year. But uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Toby Green nearly um, won them the game. Um, but, yeah, just another tight one for the uh, Sunday more, oh, Sunday afternoon uh, clash. And Lockie Ash, 33, just yep, to throw that man. one in there. Our man. Can Richmond make finals? Uh, when's Tom Lynch back? Will he be... Give me a second. Yeah, if, if Tom Lynch comes back, I just got to think who they're going to kick out though. 
Um, if you've only beaten GWS by a goal and then you come up against, say, a... Seven to 12 weeks. Oh, seven. Oh, yeah, no. Gee, right, maybe not. I reckon <laughs> that's been extended. Jeez. Hopper, four to six with a calf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't... Grimes is to be confirmed, so he might be gone for a while, and Robbie Tarrant is indefinite. Yeah, so probably not then. No, <laughs> no, no <laughs> that's fair. That, but um, yeah, it's not more about if they can make it, too. They're going to kick out from that top eight, really. But, yeah, I don't don't see them uh, making the eight unless they, yeah, bring in a new super coach. Absolutely. What about the uh, other Sunday game? Your boys, a little tight one there. Your sphincter would have been on. Yeah, it was. It was pulsating. Like the crowd was at Marvel because um, I'm again I missed the start of this game and I seen we're up twenty six to six I think it was and I thought beautiful good start and then uh, in the car on the way home it was North have kicked another one <laughs> here come the kangaroos and I went here it is it's written on the wall yeah and the Essendon of old would have lost that comfortably and it's not usually um, you'd hear everyone sort of bagging at Essendon saying oh you. You only just beat North Melbourne, blah, blah, blah. But North Melbourne played really well. Yeah, they, they've improved. They've a lot improved massively in the last under, couple of weeks. under Brett Ratton. Um, so, yeah, it was a great game in the end. And I think we missed a lot of easy set shots in that second quarter where we didn't um, kick a major. But, yeah, got the job done in the end. And this going into next week's a massive game. And, like you said, credit to North Melbourne. I think we did what we had to do, but we weren't impressive. It was good. It was just goal for goal that last 25 minutes yeah. or so. Um, all the momentum swing one way and you're like, oh, shit, Kangas are going to run away with it here. Yeah. And then Essendon would kick one and you're like, fuck, Essendon's going to run away with it here and then go back and forth and back and forth. But Zach Merritt was huge. Yeah. First quarter, you obviously didn't see it, but 16 and 2. Yes. That quarter time, you're like, fuck, surely it's half time. Yeah, I think he had 97 fantasy points at half that quarter time. <laughs> That's right off. That's like – how did he have two tackles in that first quarter too? That makes no sense. It's probably my best game ever would be 16 and 2. Yeah. Best game. Yes, correct. Uh, he's playing well, but he's ineligible for the Brownlow. And funnily enough, the AFL.com.au put up an, a thing saying, uh, Zach Merritt's in really good red-hot Brownlow form. So, <laughs> sorry, Joe Watson. So they've not only come, rolled over and steamrolled <laughs> over Joe Watson, yeah. whoever the work experience kid is, has not realised that Zach Merritt was did not play on Anzac Day. Just throwing Stephen Dangoy there, yeah, mate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. I don't know what more could have been added into that. But Shit, I know. Anyway, we'll move on to this week's games and how good is it to see at the top of the AFL up when it finally loads Thursday night football is back. In a bye round, though, so what the hell. Even yeah. though there's only two teams that have a bye and a Monday game as well, mind you, they've stretched it out over this long weekend. Yes, so that is good that there's no games overlapping. My big pet hate, but yes, Thursday night, Sydney versus St Kilda. Oh, big game. Buddy's 350th as well. Yes, it is. Congrats. I'm going to go with Sydney at home. I think that that is a cause for celebration, like you said. Um, they've obviously got a few injuries as well. St Kilda have had a few back, but I don't know. Since I'm, I'm off, I think I'm off the Saints now. I reckon they've had their run. Yeah, they're, they're sliding a bit. Um, I'll probably take Sydney as well. I'll get up for Buddy's 350th in the Barry Hall Cup. But, um, yeah, Saints have been sliding a little bit. They, um, I don't know if they had an easy run to start with, but, yeah, they, I don't think they get the jockeys done. The Tony Lockett Cup. It is the Tony Lockett Cup. Yeah. Dan Hanavery Cup. Dan Hanavery. Um, Do you know Tim Membry played one game for Sydney? Did he really? Yeah. There you go. So the Tim Membry Cup as well, and there's obviously a few that are missing. 
Schneider. Adam Schneider, goat. And current or oh, current player, but out with injury, concussion. <sighs> Paddy McCartan. That's the one. There we go. Flying. So on to the next game now, which is your man's cup. It is. Big Trango. Big Trango. Big tennis. Um there's that's that's all I've got. Yeah, I've only got Nathan Eagleton as well. Nice. <laughs> the big bald head runner. <laughs> Nathan Eagleton. <laughs> Jeez, I haven't heard that name in years. Um, very good. Who you got? Uh, oh, geez. Tough one. You, you'd think Bulldogs would respond after last week, uh, especially being at Marvel. But Port Adelaide had just seen some red-hot form. Um, and Charlie Dixon might be coming back in along with Travis Boak and Tom Jonas. Um, and Dogs, no Ed Richards um, did his string, but um, picked up Caleb Poulter in the mid-season draft. That's um, Cody, man. Yeah, Cody Vince's boy. He loves him. Yep. Um, and also Lathe Vandermeer, yeah, Maroutner boy, signed a two-year extension today, so he could fill that void in the half-back flank. He's been uh, trialling there in the VFL, but I'll take Port. Yeah, I'll take Port as well. I'm just not convinced. I know they've got Liam Jones, who surprisingly from my point of view, that they've got Liam Jones in All-Australian um, mm, I did say that, yeah. I, I don't really haven't really watched much of the Bulldogs, nah. but I reckon the rest of their defence is shot at the moment. Like Players like your Caleb Daniels, who I've really rated, have sort of had a bit of off years, so I think Port should run over them. Uh, Alex Keats could come in to, if Charlie Dixon does. That would be a good matchup. Yep, Two good big mail. boys. Good mail. So, so a very, very recent cup, the Jack Gunston Cup. It is. There's uh, few Hawks. Yep, yeah. there's Luke Hodge. There is. Grant Birchall. Yes. Um. Oh, Testing me here. This one you'll piss at. Yeah. Ron Hooper. Ron Hooper, <laughs> your man. What a man. Yeah. Any others? Nah, that's all I had. Beautiful. <laughs> um, I'm going with – oh, this is a tough one. I'm going with Brisbane. Brisbane. I'm going to go Hawks. No, you're yeah, not. Yeah, I'm going to go. No, you're not. Yep, I'm that, going Hawks. That is disgusting. See you next week. Brisbane cannot win. play at the G, though. That would yeah. be huge. I know. I tipped them two weeks ago, the Hawks, and they won. So. If you had looked at it at the start of the year when Hawthorne were going terrible, you wouldn't have said they were paying four bucks, would you? No. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> so, Quickly yeah. on to the next one. We've got the Crows and Eagles. I feel like there's a Matera or someone in there. That's... Oh, I could only find one. Who was it? Tyson Stengelon. Stengelon, yes. yes. Yes, premiership player. There you go. Yeah, very good. Um, I'm going to take the Crows. Pretty easy here. Eagles got a few new injuries. Um, Tom Barras, Shannon Hearn. Obviously, you said Nad Nui's out for the whole year now. And um, Elijah Hewitt's obviously got a sore head when he head-butted Jordan Degoe's shoulder. Yep. So they could get Luke Shuey in, but won't make a difference. Crows will win that. Yep. Completely agree. No more need to be said. On to the next game now. I was going to say Tyrone Vickery, but I don't know if that's right. No, no. It's not right. I've got none. Oh, actually, I've got one. Connors. No, not Connors. Is it Connors? No, it's not Connors. I'm real close. Don't yeah. tell me who it is. Oh. He's got red hair. <laughs> oh, who is this bloke? Nah. What's his name? Reese Conker. Reese Conker. That Jeez, is the one. That is, I should have got that. There's another bloke that got hit by a tram. Polak. Polak, right? He got Polak. He got Polaxed. Yes. That's good mail from you. <laughs> um, oh, it's a good game. Over there, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Richmond. Don't hate it because I'm going to go Richmond too, I reckon. <laughs> yep. That's probably why you don't hate it. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. The Aiden Core Cup for the Marination Station. It's a late Marination Station, so you must have had a huge one. Uh, Aiden Core. 
there any others? Dom Tyson. Yep. And Aiden Boner. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, what? Down in Tasmania. Yeah, different down there. You'd they had a game, I reckon it might have been not last year, the year before, that was an absolute cracker down there in the rain as well. And I think the Giants just got up. Don't know how that's relevant, <laughs> but I'm going to tip the Giants. Nice. I'm going to go north. I just think they're building. They've um, played well the last couple of weeks. I might get Ben Cunnington back in. Oh, yeah. Because of their losing Jai Simpkin and Greenwood to concussion. Um, and Daniel Howe could come in to fill that void as well. And I went to the footy, Collingwood North, and the bloke beside me, I don't know if Dan Howe rooted his misses or something, but he <laughs> was ripping into him. Like, we're second level, and he's leaning over the thing, just yelling abuse out to Howe. Howe's on the other side of the ground, can't hear anything. Yeah, yeah. Kicks it going, he's like, you're probably fucking passing the ball, you shit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, geez. So, um, yeah, that was a experience because I thought he actually played pretty well for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, North for me. All right, on to probably the second best game for the weekend in terms of matchups. Uh, Carlton versus Essendon. I'm keen to hear your thoughts. Um, oh, the Scott Camparelli Cup. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the, Essendon. The Adam Sad Cup. The Adam Sad. Um, Justin Murphy. Justin Murphy. Yes, played against him actually. Yeah. He played for Namurka. Did he? Yeah, true story. Andrew Phillips. Andrew Phillips. Big foul. Will Setterfield. Yep. You're fine. And in one of the old runs, Justin Madden. Justin Madden, yeah, Steve nice. Madden. Steve Madden, yeah. Yeah, Madden 2K, I love that. Um, oh, I hate to do this. I'm going to tip Carlton. No, you I'm, can't. But this, this would be a game they bounce back at. Yep. Of course. They, they always beat us. I don't know what it is. They always beat us. And two two men to Peter might come back in there. Yeah, I'm hoping. But Shield's going to be out. What's he? He's always injured this year. He's yeah, not a clean run at it. No, he hasn't. Um, I think Shiel and Parrish being out as bigger midfielders, and then you've got Cripps, Walsh, the likes. I think I think we're in strife. But we'll see what happens. On to the King's birthday. His first birthday. It's a big one. It is big, huge for him, actually. It's funny how he's got the same birthday as his mum. Yeah. Don't know how that happened, but yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I, was, I think I was just trying to process that. I was like, oh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> just give him the old passive aggressive whack. <laughs> All right. Melvin Collingwood. Yeah. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to go the Pies to win in a thriller. I am nervous. Very nervous, actually. Um, Would have been nervous when you're 11 and 1. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But um, yeah, they always play well, D's against the Pies, and especially for the Jeremy Howe Cup. Jeremy Howe Cup, Brody Grundy, um, Heredia Lamumba. Yep. Shane Y. Woden. Yep. There's a couple in there. But um, <laughs> Brody Grundy is the one I want to focus on because first game against um, his old mob, the mob that kicked him out. Um, I reckon they'll be up and firing. Clayton Oliver could come back in. And no Jordan to go is huge for us. Um, he's just that player who can really change a game with a couple of touches. So this game's bigger for Melbourne than it is for you guys, I think. Uh, if you if you guys lose and yes. say you lose by four goals, everyone goes, "Oh, well, they yeah. were due to lose one." Um, and Melbourne go, "Our season's right on track." True. But if you go out and beat Melbourne, they go, oh, "Melbourne's." It'd be a bit of chatter around yeah, Melbourne, right? Melbourne's struggling a little bit. Can't beat the good sides and then you say. But so who are you tipping? 
Pies by a point. Love it. They've had a few good games, actually. Didn't have a draw and then a one-point victory like a couple of years ago in the same season, I reckon it was. So, yeah, it could be a close one. Um, oh, we've done it all. We're flying through it. So I've got some questions for the pod. Oh, from the faithful? Yep. We're due to do so. Uh, okay. So Alexander J Sports, who um, is the host of the basketball podcast I do. Shout out. Great job. Who wins the Test Championship? Australia. Yep. I reckon to be in within four days. Nice. Yeah, won't nice. go to the fifth day. Yep. I'll go with um, Australia as well. We've got a few cricket ones in terms of that. Like Ooh, we've we got the Ashes as well. So yep. how have you seen the Ashes? Uh, oh, love to say Australia, sweet, but I think they'll pinch one maybe. Hopefully Australia 3-1. I'll go 3-1-1. Then, one, one. Yeah. Yep. It could be a washout or something. Agreed. You never know the weather over there. Um, we've got another one in saying, can we look back at, at the season early NBA predictions and see how they have turned out? I don't actually have them in front of me, but I know that I had the Bucks Ooh. versus the Clippers in the final. Shit. So um, I've nailed that. I can't remember what I had. I think I had Boston to win. That was about yeah, it. I can't remember, yeah. I can't remember. I think I had Luca MVP. We'll I'm get, absolutely flying. We'll get it ready for the next because by then hopefully the finals might be towards the end of yep. the game so we can get the uh, end Pretty. predictions and see who yeah, was right and who was wrong. A, um, lot, a lot of people I remember were on the box. I've got a question here from uh, Jack Linehan. Yep. Uh, it's a two-parter actually. The first one is when's Ben Sinclair going to get back on an AFL list? He's my favorite player and I miss him. That, don't know why he said that. Weird. And would you rather play 100 tests for Australia or 300 games of AFL? I thought you gave me a bit of pre-warning for this. Yep. And I spent all of 0.2 of a second thinking about <laughs> it. So I think I think it would be 100 tests because you've got to think of the scale of things. One, that's there's 11 players in the Australian team. Yep. AFL is bigger. You'd have to look at the ratio as well, I guess, of – who succeeds in what. Exactly. But also when you said there's 11 players in the test squad, you're not all 11 players though. You don't bowl, spin, pace, bat, keep. So if you're a keeper, there's only one spot. Yes. If you're a spin bowler, there's only one spot, maybe two. All round the same thing. So I think 100 tests for Australia as well. But and, then, And it's more nationally recognised. That's true. And but then obviously 300 games of AFL would take a toll on your body too. Because yep. it's a bit more physical than – you'd hope it's a bit more physical than um, cricket. But um, So I reckon 100 tests for Australia. So who would – all right, we'll go with this then. Who would be more known, Scott Pendlebury or – who's 100 tests I could think of? Or Jason Gillespie. I don't know if you played 100 tests. Around the world or Australia? Just overall. Probably Scott Pendlebury, I'd say. Yeah. You'd think, you'd think more non – Sport watching people would know Scott Pendlebury than Jason Gillespie. Yeah. Whereas if I had said Pat Cummins or something, you'd probably go yeah. Pat Cummins because it's yeah, more international. It, yes, exactly. I probably skewed that question. No, no, it's a good question to have. So, any more from the faithful, which we love? Absolutely, there is. So Harley Constable has wrote in. H man, what sports star do you most resemble and why? Which sport side? Star. Oh, star. Sorry, I thought you said side. Um, sports star. Oh, I reckon I'm probably like Strawny. I've got no idea It's probably hard to answer your own question with that I could could probably answer it for you More than I could answer it for me Yeah, right. 
Um, you, you That's give, a tough one, yeah. You give me Lockie Whitfield vibes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bit of sort of the way you play, uh, play footy, sort of that sort of thing. A little bit of Lockie Whitfield. That's how, yeah. that's who I'd go with. Um, I reckon you're like a Paddy McCartan, like absolute gun in juniors, but just <laughs> in- injuries, mate, just got to you. And <laughs> just cooked it. <laughs> it could have been anything, really. Yeah, nice. There you go. Good answer from that. Thanks, um, H, man. I've got a few MVPs in that in here as well. <laughs> One of them's from you, which I'm not reading out as well. Ah. Um, who is your favourite team in the NFL? Uh, mine is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, yours is? Bang, bang, nine again. <laughs> San Fran. Uh, very good. So those are the questions for today. We'll keep it brief. But thanks, everyone, for tu- uh, not tuning in. Thanks, everyone, for sending. Yes. for sending them in because um, they're starting to grow now. It gives us something to talk about as well, other than just listening to um, crap about sport. Um, yeah, we love the questions. Thank uh, you. Did you have a – I believe you had a king of the hill. I do, yes. Um, you've – given me one two weeks ago. So I've gone for King of the Hill, uh, AFL edition, walking tackle bags, the Ruckman. Nice. Going for Ruckman here. So I've got a couple here that I'll shout out and, uh, yeah, obviously pick which one you would prefer and we'll see who ends up King of the Hill. Start with Darren Jolly or Paddy Ryder? Oh, oh geez, that's tough early. Tugs at the heartstrings, the Essendon, Paddy Ryder. Darren Jolly. Darren Jolly, all right. Darren Jolly or Ben McAvoy? Darren Jolly. Darren Jolly or Jared Witts? Darren Jolly. Darren Jolly or Sam Jacobs? Ooh. Darren Jolly. Darren Jolly or Shane Mumford? Wow. <laughs> I'm going to go Shane Mumford. Oh, broken the streak. Shane Mumford or Brendan Laid? Shane Mumford. Shane Mumford, Nick Nadanui. Shane Mumford. Shane Mumford or Max Gorn? Max Gorn. Max Gorn, Todd Goldstein. Max Gorn. Max Gorn or Aaron Sanderlands? Max Gorn. Max Gorn. Oh, and I obviously know who you're going to pick. Max Gorn or Dean Cox? My answer has changed. Oh, no. So it used to be Dean Cox. Yep. But the way that Max Gorn has been able to kick goals in big games and yep. in finals now and be versatile is going to be Max Gorn. Gorn, Gorn. I know he's the pro- – uh, Dean Cox was the original. Yep. But Max Gorn's, I think he's overtaken Taking him. him. Jeez. I was going to throw David Hill in, but I just knew he'd probably be the number one anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's out of him and Kepler Bradley, I think. <laughs> There you go. Well, Max Gorn, well done, mate. We'll uh, send you a King of the Hill trophy in the mail. All right. Time for the votes to finish off as well. So I've got them written here. I probably should have told you about them as well. That's all right. Thanks. So one vote goes to Arsenal. I've heard a few of those in. I think that's because they bottled it and didn't win. So for the fraud. Yep. Yep. Two votes goes to West Coast. Fair enough. And kick them while they're down. Yep. And three votes goes to the PGA. Oh, yes. Doing a backflip. Yes. He's all right. Which we love. Yeah. Fuck him. And for the MVP, one vote goes to the Pies. Yeah, so yep. they're a third on the board at the moment. I reckon that automatically puts them up to the top leading. just by looking at it. Um, two votes 
goes to the Miami Heat. Yep. And three votes goes to Man City. Fair enough. So they are the votes for this week. I've combined them. It's been a bit of an issue. So So we'll uh, we'll have to add that. Have to add to them and go from there. So Collingwood, yeah, they move up to uh, number one in the MVP voting, but Australian cricket is just behind them on six votes. Yep. Um, obviously, the next week, two weeks, we'll uh, see what happens there. If they get a couple of wins, they might jump. Caroline Wilson is leading the fraud, <laughs> and she probably deserves a couple more votes. Um, yeah. But, yeah, she's taking a bit of a hiatus at the moment. Um, Jar Morant, well, it depends what he does out. I reckon he should have nearly been added to that because those votes are from oh, yeah, the first true. incident. That's true. So we've missed a couple of weeks. He will uh, readjust and go from there. But another great episode. Another one done, yes. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining me, Hixie. Thanks, mate. Thanks and, for having me. And um, we'll do it all again next week. Sounds good.